Hey, happy Friday. Welcome to the wrap-up of Tim Ferriss Week. Uh, maybe I'll eat some chili on this stream. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Uh, but it's, uh, it's Friday, and it is time to wrap up and prepare to move into Marie Kondo Week next week. Um, we also, um, on our subreddit, if you haven't been to the subreddit yet, there is a post on here right now. I'm going to repost it too in a second. Okay, so RK's going to repost it also right here. If you go to r slash your morning guru, there is the link to join this stream. We're going to be adding people in in a couple minutes. So first eight people who want to join... Uh, and come on camera and talk live and just talk about whatever you want, you are welcome to come in. So that is one thing we're doing. Um, another thing, sorry, my internet's being slow. I wish it wouldn't do oh, that. Oh, I can't anymore. post the same link twice. Okay, so I'm just going to see if I can pin it. Okay. Also, y'all, if um, if any of you want to, if, if y'all are on our Reddit, um, yeah, okay, I'm going to delete this post real quick. And repost. If y'all are on our Reddit, take place in our polls. We have a very important one up right now uh, asking if you think Holiday is a good movie. And if you haven't seen it, if you trust me or Savvy more. Oh, I should vote on that. I just saw another movie with um, Emma Roberts in it. That's what inspired me to post it. Am I coming in choppy today? Oh, uh, you're no, I think you're fine so far. Um, yeah, so I watched what was it? It's called It's Kind of a Funny Story on uh, Amazon Prime. And Emma Roberts stars in that. And it made me think of Holiday when I posted it. So, y'all, also, in three hours after this is over, I've got a new video premiering on my main channel, which is this one Jordan Peterson versus Kathy Newman, Feminist Debate Coach Response. So you can set your reminder here. I linked it in the chat right here. Look how many croissants Aaron made. Oh my god, she made so many croissants. She made so many croissants. <laughs> and half of them are chocolate filled. That sounds so good. And then we made leftover was uh what's it called? Monkey bread. Like that bread that you can like pull apart. You make she made it with the scraps of the croissants. Also, do y'all say croissant or croissant? I say croissant. So do I. Yeah. Yep, so uh, new video premiering there. I've got a lot of main channel videos I'm working on right now, but just uh, see, like, so when we're done with this, you guys don't have to miss me for too long. But when I'm with Brianna. I haven't seen, the, I haven't read the book, but I really enjoyed the movie. I'm actually yeah. reading, uh, I'm actually reading Leonardo da Vinci's biography by Walter Isaacson right now. And funnily enough, you want to know what made Leonardo da Vinci a genius? Curiosity. He was supposed. He was supposedly the most curious person ever. They like when they read his journals and notebooks. He just asked. He, he he just asked why or questioned everything. He was just curious. Like the the primary takeaway from the book so far. I'm about halfway through it. Is Leonardo da Vinci was a true genius, and he was also an attainable genius because his his um his brilliance didn't come from some god given gift. It came from his uh exceptional observation skills and his desire to question everything. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to wrap up Tim Ferriss week today. We're going to get rid of all you had to say about Da Vinci. Just awesome. You don't want to geek out about Da Vinci. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I 
and Da Vinci is awesome, and he Thank embodies you. the importance of curiosity. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just was. I just read like it's hilarious because he's the kind of like you and Da Vinci would have gotten along so well. Oh, thank from you. From what I'm reading. To be fair, I feel like I get along with most people, and I know that that's maybe a, an arrogant thing to say, but I think that I'm just so friendly. Well, I hate you. So anyway, um, oh, you hate me. So there we go. Yeah. No, I just, I just wanted to say this last thing because it's what I just read. It's hilarious because it, it sort of sounds like you, where he spent a ridiculous like years and years of his life attempting to mathematically square a circle, and it's, I think it's like create a circle that has the same area as a square. Um, and <laughs> Isaacson wrote when his journal, like when his notebooks and journals were first discovered, it was. <laughs> The, the mathematical equations that he added for this uh, for this formula were of no importance to mathematicians and even less importance to artists. But it just showed how like, how his mind worked and how he obsessed over like like he would he would find something new, unique, want to know everything about it, and then obsess over it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's relatable. That's relatable. It served no other purpose than him just wanting to know it. Damn. So Marie Kondo. You're Da Vinci. Has... That's all I had to say. Now all you. Oh, so she has a Marie Kondo. We're gonna. Oh wait, dude. Marie Kondo. Look at this. This always happens, dude. Like when we went from Tony Robbins to Gwyneth Paltrow, we can watch Shallow Hal, and it was so perfect. Like, look at this. This article right here. It starts off with the Marie Kondo and Tim Ferriss interview. Look oh, that's this. what we gotta watch. We, I mean, the link. We're gonna watch that in just. And a I'm second. and I'm gonna get my coffee while you read through this. Okay, sounds good. So the Marie Kondo Tim Ferriss interview we are going to listen to in a second. Um, Marie Kondo is just adorable. She just looks like such a delightful person. Um, here we go. Uh, so it says, I have a goal, she told Tim Ferriss. My dream is to organize the world. I love that. She's going to start by or helping us organize our homes. Um, okay, so how does she set her day up for success? So after she wakes up, she greets her home. So she wakes up and she says, good morning to her house. This is so easy so far. I love it. She wakes up at 6.30. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to wake up earlier. She wakes up at 6.30. She just tells everyone in her family, good morning. She opens up the windows. She says, good morning to her house. Then she does yoga, which you've been doing yoga. Now I got to start doing yoga. I haven't done yoga lately. I'm still doing um, my, my beach body workout insanity. Finish week two tomorrow. Yeah, I'll so try I'll beach body with you for a future challenge. I'll, uh, but I'll, I'll do yoga now too. So yeah. that's good. I can't open my windows though, which sucks because they aren't weatherized. So the slightest drop in temperature and they have the most condensation imaginable and my apartment basically floods yeah well that sucks i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it really sucks <laughs> i'm so like y'all when i get to move out of this apartment you have no idea how many negative reviews i am going to write about this place that's fair that's fair it's going to be incredible i am going to get so much joy out of helping someone not spend money here. I would say far worse things if this was not a public stream. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at, I want to see if I can open my windows. I want to make sure it's not going to be cold next week. It looks like it's actually going to be in the 60s most of next week, which will be nice, except that it might rain. So we'll see. We'll take it on a day-by-day -day basis and we'll probably, we'll probably, uh, 
I'll try to open the windows if possible. RK can't open the windows because his apartment sucks. Yeah. I mean, I can't open the windows because I feel like the owner of this apartment would come and visit and everyone would try and play the game of who can throw them out first. Yeah. And the fifth floor would obviously be granted the right to do it. Also, Brianna, when we both move out of our apartments, let's go throw, let's go egg both of our apartments. We can also replace eggs with stones, but we won't publicly say that. Okay. Dude, exact same, exact same. It, it, it's ridiculous. Black mold, water damage, every bug imaginable, sink clot. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we live in the same apartment. It's, but add to that also that they turn the water off once a month for maintenance that they've never been able to figure out for over two years. And fire alarms go off randomly in the middle of the night at least once a month. It's going to suck when there's actually a fire. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry your apartment's so terrible. It's all good. I don't want to vent, but it's one of those things where you just say one negative thing about it, and I look at the running water going down my windows right now and all the towels on my floor. Just It opened up a whirlwind of this, this place needs to... There's four... I live, on a, I live on one of the upper levels. There's four stairwells to get up to us. Uh, two smell like trash and two smell like dog piss because people just are like, yeah, stairwell works for dogs. And then, one, you know you know how dogs are. Once they smell pee, they just assume it's a bathroom. It's not their fault. So it's just a never-ending supply of urine on the stairwells as well. Before we move out, I'm going to make sure Logan takes the biggest shit in this. <laughs> I'm going to feed him a steak, and I'm just going to be, you're holding this in for 12 hours. I'm sorry, buddy, but you're holding it. <laughs> Oh my god, that is that is vengeance right there. So, I'm not actually going to do that. Oh, I thought you were. That was going to be funny as shit. I, I, I would know. <laughs> the cleaning staff would have to clean it. That's fair. That's true. That's a good point. Um, okay, so what I like is that Marie Kondo's morning routine is set up so that the first 90 minutes of her day end at 8 a.m. Because it's talking about 90 minutes. So we can get on the stream once we're done being Marie Kondo for 90 minutes. And then on the stream... We'll have to clean things. At least I'm going to try to organize things on the stream live because this office, let's, let's just take a look at how much of a mess it is. I'm having an emotional. Look at, look at, done. look at this office. It is a hot mess. Yeah. I'm going to try to organize that on the stream as much as possible for Marie Kondo week. Um, so that'll be great. Uh -huh. I'm hoping that next week I get my life in order and uh -huh. I'm going to read her book. Ooh, um, let's see. Pull it up again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack with my therapy. Oh, no, dude. You should rant about your apartment as much as you need. My apartment um, therapy. So before... Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Before we go into... Um, before we go into bringing people on the stream to have our Friday party, before that, we are going to... Um, Croissants are so good. They're so good, dude. You're so, They're so right. so fucking good. We're gonna okay, so we're gonna listen to part of the Marie Kondo and Tim Ferriss interview, but before that, we are I just wanna catch up on the chat and say hello to everyone. Um Let me know in the chat if you like croissants. Awesome. Queen of Spades here, Joseph's here, Cher is here, Kitty's here, Harley's here, Ami's here, Gail's here. 
Ashley's here. Everyone's so nice. Um, Brianna, uh, we had, uh, RK and Brianna had the conversation about that movie. That's right. The Hey Arnold reference in your name. Absolutely. Move it, football head. I love it. Kitty is excited for next week because of a love of organizing. Hmm. I'm a little I'm a little concerned about next week because I'm so bad at cleaning and organizing, but it's going to be a challenge. Joseph saying waking up at 630 isn't anything. Yeah, I know, dude. Joseph, I could never live Joseph's life waking up at like 3 a.m. every day. That's that's rough, dude. That's rough. Um, Kat says I jumped into Savvy Sexual Try Beachbody. Yeah, only for only for the meme, only for the, the show. Um, and only if only for uh, the meme. Only for the meme. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if RK can give me a, a login to his sister-in-law's account, then we'll do a beach body challenge together for a week yeah. on this stream. Say that out loud again and tell me how likely it sounds like I'll be able to get you a login. Hey, you, you think that you think that I won't be able, you won't be able to get me a login for my sister-in-law? Isn't that who's? Isn't that who you're using? Her, your sister-in-law's account? Yeah, I can't give away her password. You said you can't give me a login to the Beachbody account. I said that we can do it on Zoom together, and I can share the screen. Oh, okay. We'll do that then. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll just have to work out together. Who was it? There was a stream a couple of weeks ago where someone was just basically like. Oh, my brother's password for everything is this. And just, like, reveal it on the stream. That was funny. I don't remember who it was now. <laughs> yeah, y'all, don't out your brother's passwords. Yeah, it's not cool. Don't do it. Um, Looking at you, Mushroom Destroyer and Queen of Spade. Was it one of them who did it? I feel like it was No, one but I just, try, I just assume that they're the types to do it. <laughs> I just have them pegged as people that would do that for the meme. <laughs> so Ashley um, says, "Did you like chili for breakfast? Was it fun?" Yeah, no. I no? liked the I liked it the first day. I got so sick of it by the end. I I made so much chili that like Tyler and I have been eating it for dinner and stuff. And I'm gonna I have the, the, some left in the fridge that I'm gonna finish up for breakfast. It's not my favorite breakfast to start the day with. It really I, I also like. Nah, it just it doesn't it doesn't really. It's tasty. I feel like I did a good job making it, and I'd like to make chili again in the future. But it's not really what I want to eat for breakfast. Ours also had giant tomato chunks in it, and I hate giant tomato chunks. I'm sorry. It's fine. I just, and you know what sucks too? Aaron hates giant tomato chunks too. So we both just like we're. Then why did you get giant? a chili with giant tomato chunks in it? We made it. We didn't realize that the sauce we got had like giant tomato uh, chunks in it. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. No. So that that, that was why. I, I like the taste of tomatoes. I hate the consistency and the texture. Like I, I can handle thin sliced tomatoes. I can handle sun dried tomatoes. I can handle diced tomatoes. I can't handle giant tomato chunks. Yeah. Or six slices. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. Um, so Chilla says, I live in a 10-story Soviet-style block building that was built on a freshly drained swamp. It's tilted only a little bit. That's so interesting, dude. <laughs> I wonder like if some people with horrible posture live there and like when they leave, they suddenly have their posture cured. I have horrible posture. I wonder if that would help me. Communism would fix your posture. Communism is going to cure my scoliosis, guys. Or give everyone else scoliosis. 
Absolutely. Um, Aw, Panda is jealous of your breakfast with the croissants. I am too. Dude, Aaron's making such good... Her angel food cake was so good. It she was so fucking moves, good. She 82 says, good morning, I love croissants too. Um... All right, everyone's excited. Mushroom Destroyer says I'm the organization queen. Cher says we'll start the big spring clean next week. Everyone's excited for Marie Kondo week. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, that is perfect. It's April, spring cleaning. Um, Don't you lo love it when the universe just lines up perfectly? Sharma says Savvy trying Beachbody would have been a great April Fool's. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good, that was funny. Um, you should have signed up for every MLM yesterday. I should have, yeah, just as a joke. That would have been funny. With, with, with Ivy's email, and then you could have just read through all of the uh, the welcome emails and, like, the pitches that she got. Oh, absolutely. That would have been so funny. Why didn't I do that? Well, I could still do it not on April Fool's. I can just, when you do Every an day April, is April Fool's joke and it's not April Fool's Day, it's just called being a liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ivy is the sort of person who, like, sleeps through April Fool's Day and then just celebrates it on the second because, she, you know, she's that kind of person. Oh, definitely. I love this comment from Gail. I tried Marie Kondo years ago, and I definitely got drunk while reading it, and power went through my books, which probably isn't how that works. <laughs> power went through your books? Power isn't, like, electricity? Yeah, okay, explain power Yeah, I need quick. to know more about what power went through these books. Yeah, right now I'm getting the Jordan Peterson saying men need to be competent vibe because power can be anything. Power can be anything. It can be project um, power. Oh, Mushroom, I'm sorry to hear that. Mushroom's saying about her brother, he doesn't have a home because schizophrenia set in and he refused meds, lost his home truck, everything. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's terrible to hear. I hope I hope he's able to improve that situation soon. That sounds like a difficult a difficult place to be in. Um... Oh, like speed. Oh, like like you were speed reading. You went through it super quick. Got oh, it. You were like power reading. I thought you meant like that you had electricity coursing through the book. Wait, speed. <laughs> wait, speed went through it. Like she actually lined it with speed. I still think that like lining the pages. Wait, did, wasn't that? Didn't that actually happen? Didn't they like catch a cocaine bus that was like lining books or some shit with cocaine? Probably. Cocaine I remember we talked about this idea yesterday about. I feel like we got. I think we got it from the news, and it just subconsciously went in. I. Um, it just subconsciously like went into my mind. Uh, recent cocaine books, the cocaine bus lining books. I'm gonna you look got you got choppy again. Your face is choppy. I know my face is choppy. Wait, uh, I'm I'm nervous to I'm nervous to speak because I don't want to chop. Yeah, you're choppy, dude. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Okay, look, I I logged off that email there. Am I better now? Uh, I think a little bit. <gasps> this is Tim Ferriss's podcast called the Tim Ferriss Show, and this is his episode with Marie Kondo. We won't listen to the whole thing. I just want to get a little vibe for, for how we're going to end this week and transition into next week. 
At this altitude, I can run flat out. Oh, dude, what an intro. Can I ask you a personal question? No, I just see an This intro is like, this is gonna pump me up. I love it. This episode is brought to you by Five Bullet Friday my very own email newsletter. It's become one of the most popular email newsletters in the world. Okay, start off by bragging about your email newsletter. Rude. I feel like that's a rude way to start. Nah, it's a funnel. It's, it's funnel. a funnel, but he puts the fun he in puts funnel. The fun in funnel. <laughs> Millions of subscribers, and it's super, super simple. It does not clog up your inbox. Every Friday, I send out five bullet points, super short, of the coolest things I've found that week, which sometimes includes apps, books, documentaries, supplements, gadgets, new self-experiments, hacks, tricks I've ever interacted with. And little known fact, I've met probably 25% of them because they first subscribed to Five Bullet Friday. So you'll be in Okay, dude, we're a minute and a half in. Holy shit, Friday is only Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That's normal. I mean, he spent two whole minutes at the beginning just That's talking normal. about himself. Is that I mean, normal? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily always in the beginning, but having long ad breaks, that's pretty normal on podcasts, especially big podcasts. Um, sure, I can understand a long ad break. You know who break, doesn't do long if... ad breaks? Who? Tim Paul, Logan Paul. He, he was so quick. <laughs> uh, so I don't mind long ad breaks if they're like, like, don't do them until the podcast is at least started a little bit, though. I feel like you just start off and do a long ad break for the first two whole minutes before you even introduce Marie Kondo. Like, that just seems rude to me. Well, it's not smart. I mean, it works for him because he already has a big audience. But if you're trying to start a podcast out there and the first thing people are hearing is an ad and it goes on for multiple minutes, chances are you're not going to grow an audience that way. Yeah. Like, you need a hook. This is Tim Ferriss, and welcome to another episode of The Tim Ferriss Show. That little hisashiburi janeka, which is long time no see, basically. In Japanese, is a taste of things to come. I'm oh, so he's Duolingo on us right now. Every episode, I'm excited. And it is my job to deconstruct world-class performers of all different types, whether they're big wave surfers. Good Lord, Tim, shut up. When does Marie start? Play a decent amount of her speaking Japanese. I'm with you, Sharma. I, if I didn't know better, I would have moved on. know that I lived in Japan in high school. I love Japan and Japanese. And uh, we were very, very lucky to have uh, Jun Greminger, who works with Madie, to fill in last minute. We had an interpreter cancellation of sorts, logistical a snafu, and June slipped in very seamlessly to help. Okay, we're almost five minutes in, dude, and Marie's not even here yet. Come on, dude. Maybe, but she Isn't she, like, really quiet? Maybe she has been speaking. No, uh, apparently <laughs> what he's saying right here is that because Marie speaks Japanese, that he has he a, the, a translator uh... on the podcast, too, I think. Yeah, this was cringe. I love Japan and Japanese. That's cringe as fuck, Tim. You know who else said that? Logan Paul when he got canceled. Okay, sorry. Now I'm oh done with Logan God. Paul references. Oh my with everything, so thank you. <laughs> we should get Logan Paul on our uh, show. Maria has captured yeah, he does. I had, the good luck. He's in uh, WWE now. Various, uh, clientele and all of her different organizational approaches and philosophies in her mega best-selling books. The first of which I mentioned, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and it's follow-up Spark read next Joy, week. subtitle, an illustrated masterclass on the art and organizing 
art of organizing and tidying up. I need to organize my brain. Her books have sold more than 7 million copies and have been published in more than 40 countries. Now, Kondo goes way beyond just author in Japan. Her methods have become so famous that her last name has become a verb, Kondoing, and people who share her specific values worldwide are referred to and refer to themselves as converts with a K. She's been named one of Time Magazine's 100 most influential Yeah, exactly people. what Joseph she's says. Yeah, she's the guest for seven minutes. He's going, Koma dude, Media, Tim, manga KMI, version of her book. Based startup with <laughs> That's the mission kind of to amazing. the world by combining <laughs> The perfect. technology and a network of converts with a K, which is exploding, uh, as well as partner organizations. You just want to fast forward again. And just KMI click, like, has D. recently launched a Konmari consultant training program and certification. Raised in Japan. Okay. Oh. Which part of Tokyo? Kotoku.いう場所ってご存知ですか？ <laughs> There are 23 wards in Tokyo, and I was brought up in Kotoku, the Koto ward, a small ward in Tokyo. And uh, did she have brothers or sisters? What did her parents do? I had an older brother and a younger sister. My dad was a doctor, and my mom was a, a homemaker. What type of medicine did her dad practice? Internal doctor? Internist, probably. Internist, okay. Yeah. What characterized her childhood? Like, would she say she was a happy child, a very obsessive child? How would she describe her, her younger self? I didn't stand out much. So since I was a little kid, I loved organizing. When I was five, I started reading magazines that had to do with homes and organizing. That's cute. I love that Marie Kondo was a little kid reading organizational magazines. That's adorable. Marie Kondo is adorable. She just seems like such a lovely person. Is she about to be your favorite uh, guru? I mean, what, what could she possibly be telling people to do that's that's potentially damaging? I'm I'm very unfamiliar with her work. I just, I just know the memes. Uh, yeah, the, me too. I mean, I think my mom at one point when she was like getting ready to move, walk, like listen to her stuff for the sake of uh, trying to eliminate some of the extra stuff in the house and thought that it was... Uh, useful. I can't imagine that other than I think she has like, I think the only thing that's like guru-ish about her is that she has like a, like a, a line of expensive products, which seems to kind of go against the message of the minimalist and eliminating things. Um, let me see if I can find that. Tim Ferriss's podcast is boring, confirmed. I'm never listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast again. Kind of his voice, too. He's not doing us any favors. Yeah, his voice is just very monotone. Like, he's not interesting at all. Yeah, I mean, he's someone who probably does. I, I don't I don't know. Like, his, his social media is kind of boring, too. Like, I've, I've been following him on our joint account. And, um, yeah, I uh, my favorite person to follow on our joint account is Rachel Hollis. You know that. Oh, I know that. You know that. Simp, racial simp. I'm not a simp. What? <laughs> I'm not a simp. I just, I just, 
she, she, she's a beautiful guru. And she, and she, and she's looking for like, she, she's looking like that was in her story yesterday. She's like, who wouldn't want this? And she's just showing off her perfect body. And I'm just like, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's what we call being a simp, dude. It's okay. You make fun of me for it all the time. I'm allowed to make fun of you for it. Yeah. You're right. Um, so fu funny story though. I was, I was listening to the podcast episode of the drip of Coffeezilla's podcast with Mike Winnett, where they were talking about the Gary Vee interview. I don't have uh, a question on Gary Vee. That's good to hear, bud. That's good to hear. <laughs> That's progress. At least I know it's progress. At least I know it's purely physical. It has nothing to do with any of their personalities. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was listening to that episode and I feel like they were like throwing a little shade at Tim Ferriss where Mike was on it and was basically like, um, so real business success people, they don't sell these courses. They're not out here, you know, teaching you how to work only four hours a week. And I was like, oh, that's that's Tim right there. Like the re real is like really successful business people aren't the ones who are who are going to try to uh, spend all day giving motivational speeches on how you could work less than four hours a week. In reality, they're probably working all the time. I was like, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, uh, you know, Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, or they're not going to give you a seminar on how to work four hours a week. But they're also <laughs> they're also creating something, too. Yeah. So it's like Tim, Tim is Tim, I think, has no benefit to society. I'll be real. I think Tim, <laughs> Tim has no benefit to society um, because his like I get like his book had some t interesting tips for how to avoid doing work that isn't necessary for you. And I will say that I appreciate that because I think it is easy to get easily distracted and spend more time on something than you need to. But there, it's one thing to have created an interesting company with an interesting product that makes lives better. But what Tim did basically was he automated a bunch of things. He ran a company that like sold business to business stuff that isn't necessary. He hired a bunch of people for less than minimum wage. Like Tim Ferriss has no benefit to society. Nothing he's done. And then he made course. most of his money, I assume, after the fact by telling people how he was able to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, yeah, it's it's basically like pyramid scheme shit. Tim, Tim <clears throat> has no benefit to society. That's my yeah. takeaway from this. I mean, I can't say no benefit. Um, I'm tempted to say he's not a guru that I would uh, recommend pursuing for the sole purpose of getting better at your job or accumulating wealth because it's the best thing he's going to teach you is how to become a guru um i think i mean a better guru to follow is amara from any books because yeah. she saw she saw a void in the market or she saw a vacancy in the market she built a, prop, a service immediately and filled that void uh and the i mean yeah you can learn from the mistakes of others by reading their books, but what, what, what's a better teacher? Reading these books and not actually doing anything, or Amara learning on the go, making mistakes the first couple of months, fixing those mistakes as she goes on, and putting together a self-sustaining business while she's working full time at another job. I, I think she's an infinitely better business guru by just running a business. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was looking at Marie Kondo's shop and yeah, I think this is the thing that people, this is the one thing that people have been a little bit annoyed with her about is that she's, you know, everything is so much about like 
eliminate everything from your life that isn't necessary, touch each item and all that. But then she's got like these very unnecessary items that are incredibly expensive in her shop. Oil diffuser. She's got an oil diffuser and all of that. Marie Kondo is just, Marie Kondo is beautiful. I will say that. I don't want us to objectify all the female gurus that we follow. We objectify the men too. It's just the men are uglier. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. (laughs) I mean, that's an interesting topic for discussion too. Do we think that being a, a business guru is easier if you're a man because you don't have to be pretty? I don't know if it's easier. Okay, so that's the thing. I think if you're ugly, it's easier to be a man. I think if you're pretty, it's po- it's possibly easier to be a woman. That's interesting. Hmm. Because because basically limiting limiting it to uh, just the assumption that women are ugly. Then yes, I agree, I agree that that it would be easier to be a man. But if 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 we're talking like pretty man versus pretty woman, I think it might be easier to be a woman. Okay, so you're saying if if both gurus are attractive, the female guru would get by more on attractiveness. But if they're both ugly, the The male guru would would get by more and the female guru would just get kind of ignored. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. I also think it's... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I just... Yeah, a lot of the male gurus we follow, too, they're... I I mean, I don't find... I don't think any of them are particularly attractive, but none of them are, like... None of them are like have any kind of huge thing where I'm like, oh, that he looks so bad. They all seem to be fairly average looking. I mean, I think Grant Cardone's probably the most attractive. Like, looks like he's the most he takes care of himself the best. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Tony Robbins is probably the most like buff dude kind of guy, but that's also just because he's huge. He's just like a huge person. Grant Cardone is pretty jacked. He's, that's he's built- true. Yeah, I guess I guess he's just short. He's just short. Grant Cardone uh, is like the same size as me, is what I've learned. He's a small dude. He's a small dude, but his arms are like he he, he has his big chest. He he has the the the, the H cups on his arms. (laughs) (laughs) Like have you seen his? But every single he's proud of his arms too. Every single picture he puts them on full display. Yeah. And then uh, Joe Rogan obviously to, like has historically taken great care because he's... I think Joe Rogan is the most attractive of the men that we've followed. Okay, I'm cutting in and out again. I'm gonna yeah. Okay, switch cool. over to phone. So while you're switching over, let's start having a, a free for all party. We've got Joseph is here, and he's gonna come on the stream. Uh, y'all, if anyone wants to come on the stream again, subreddit. Since it's the first week of this, I'll even just link it. Let me just link it. If you want to join in on the stream and have a follow our subreddit today, you gotta follow the subreddit. But also right here, y'all, that's where the link is on Reddit. Wait, it says the link is deleted. I deleted it and then re-added it. Oh, you reposted it. Sorry, guys. Don't follow that link. Don't follow that link. Follow this link. Follow this link instead. I am now. Oh, share comments at saying she has headphones. Now, share if you have headphones. Absolutely, come on the stream. Absolutely, dude. This come is on. the new. This is the new link. That's the right link. So find us on Reddit there. 
Share. Yeah. If you got headphones, you are absolutely welcome. There's RK on the, oops, I didn't mean to remove you. There we go. Oh, good. Let's do some ASMR, folks. Okay. So here I am. And yeah, I think Joe Rogan takes good care of himself too, just historically, because he's been so into uh, martial arts. Um, yeah. And who, who said that like, oh no, it's not anyone we've done. It was Seth Godin. He was talking about how uh, the importance of, of like fitness and being healthy, but it's not just like going to the gym and working out. It's finding physical activity that like makes you happy and doing that because then you're finding a community. And the example he gave was uh, someone being really out of shape, but finding a community in like adult figure skating lessons. All right, y'all, we've got some people on the stream. Whoa, there's an echo. There's an echo. Wait, the echo's gone. I think we're good on the echo. Oh, also Sako's here. All right, yes, party time. Oh, wait, the echo's back. Okay, we'll figure it out. Um, uh, oh, cool, Sharma wants to join for Marie next week. Absolutely. All right, so on the stream right now, we've got Joseph, we've got Sako, and we've got Jubilee. Everyone, let's go around, introduce yourself, and we'll have a chill wrap-up, talk about Tim Ferriss. Well, my camera's going nuts over here. Talk about Tim Ferriss, talk about Marie Kondo, talk about whatever you want. I'm going to try to do a makeup look that's inspired by Chewie from the Forever Home Friends and also my dog, but his color palette from the book first. Uh, but yes, uh, Joseph, you want to introduce yourself first? Hi, I'm Uncle Joe. I feel sorry for RK with all the women here. He's <laughs> on, so he needs another guy around. Uh, I appreciate you. Absolutely. Oh, Cher's here too. That's awesome. Yes. Joseph uh, was on our stream, I think back during Grant Cardone week a while ago. And he inspired the phrase horny for capitalism because we talked about Ayn Rand. Maybe we have to live like Ayn Rand for a week. And oh, Lord. Just like jerk off to the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Jubilee, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I feel a little weird jumping in here as I just came on as soon as you posted the link. It was like, I'm late to listen to the universe and just jump on and see what happens. And that's basically what I do is just listen to the universe and follow yeah. the next thing. And I am anything but horny for capitalism. I am <laughs> instrumental in coming up with the next system that capitalism will evolve into. And that is what I am up to in the world. Thanks for having me. Capitalism. Really interesting. I definitely want to hear more about that. Um, Sako, introduce yourself. I know we've had you on before, but we were excited to have you again. And most people know Sako because she's on my sleepover stream every week. Yeah, I'm Sako Toomey, also known as Cast Boy. I write horror and I'm a witch and I'm a graphic designer. And sometimes I combine those three things. So if you're interested in marketing, marketing yourself as an author, you can find me at this name on, on the U of Tubes. Bye sometime. I'd love to see you. Yay! Um, and Cher has headphones, so we're so excited to have you back. What's up, Cher? Hey, I'm just um, getting, waking up and stuff. Gonna paint some today, gonna do some bookkeeping. I love it. Hold up, I wanna show, so Cher made us some fan art, which oh, I wait, showed Brianna. Honestly, she wants, she hasn't brushed her does she really think that you and I brush our teeth before hopping on here? 
Oh yeah, no, I haven't brushed my teeth either. <laughs> you gotta do that at three in the morning. Come on. <laughs> this is the fan art that Cher made for us. Look at that. It has Chewie and Logan sitting Aww. at the microphone. Um, and I just I absolutely love it so much. It's so cute. It's so cute. They're talking. Feel free to use that. I should, yeah, I should. I'll figure out a way to incorporate this. Maybe I'll make this into like a background for the show or something. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like Chewie's reviewing these pyramid scheme bones and saying they taste like poop. And then Logan says, don't let your human join. Sounds like a scam. <laughs> They're so cute. I love that art so much. I'm so grateful that you sent it to me. Thank you so much, Cher. Oh, you're welcome. I love to yeah. draw. I, I just, I love that there has been, people have made, like, art for this show. That just makes me so happy. I love it so much. You guys are the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So, I guess, like, you know, we're wrapping up Tim Ferriss week. What are your guys' thoughts on Tim Ferriss? Boring. Oh, he's boring. He's boring as fuck, right? I hate mm -hmm. him. <laughs> I think that I got a little value from him and in that um, he does the whole thing about like, he has a method for reaching out to famous people. Although we haven't gotten, he, he's like, you use this method, I guarantee people will respond to you. Although we have gotten no responses from any of the ton of famous people we've reached out to yet. Might have aimed too high. Maybe, well, he's, that was his whole thing. I reached was like, out to you guys and you responded. You're more famous than me, so it works for me. <laughs> I don't think we're famous is the difference. To me, you're uh, famous. Oh, thank you. It's all a state of mind. Fame is a state of mind. Okay, so we should just go around acting like celebrities and then we will become them. Yes. It's like we're going to manifest, <laughs> manifest, <laughs> manifest the fame. Uh, it's like... I... I know that not even that long ago, I, I, I would have loved to have gotten a celebrity level of attention. And then I didn't even get close, but my YouTube channel, you know, it's like a couple hundred away from being 10K now. Your YouTube and channel's I, killing I, it, even though you don't post anymore, dude. And I fucking hate it. You like, hate it? I hate attention so much. I love doing this with you and that's about it. Wow. And you have the Gray and Gold show. We haven't posted in a couple of weeks. Are you guys going to continue that? Absolutely, but you're a lot easier to get in contact with. Like, I'm not like, I, I, I love Gray. I mean, Gray's more famous than me, too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was going to say, that's not a knock on him. I think he's just busy with, uh, with like, he's, he's working on an album. So right. we'll probably start. I love podcasts, but podcasts are such a, I don't know, they're, they're, they're fun. They energize me. Uh, that that that's the extent of why I like the internet. That and Wikipedia. <laughs> that's interesting. Just because I'm like such the opposite, as you know, I'm like driven by attention. I need to get attention in order to survive, and that's why I am a YouTuber. Whenever my channel goes, I get super excited. I'm not gonna lie, me too. Yeah. I. And maybe that's something I need to assess about myself. Everybody wants to be noticed. Yeah, everybody wants to be noticed. There's nothing wrong with that. I think only some of us want to be noticed. 
that they're <laughs> with they, Jubilee. That, that when you're true. introverted, there's a, a a cost that comes with that. I find mm-hmm. I do get excited every time someone subscribes, but I want more quality feels wrong because everyone's quality, but more quality interaction, people who want to help create the world I'm creating more so than having the numbers, but the numbers helps you get there. So it's it's a love-hate relationship with the, yeah, the so community that I've built, yeah. especially on my witchy channel is like, is the goddamn best. Like I just, yeah, that whole like rebuilding reality and the way that we want reality to be is, feasible yeah wait jubilee i know you were talking about how you are working on some type of like anti-capitalist thing like tell me about your work tell me about what you do and your your whole thing that is is a longer conversation that we probably have time for but i have been um i have many projects on the go i just follow Uh the next one um I figured out a few years ago how we get out of capitalism and create a world that works for everyone. And, but with my health limitations and neurodiversity, it was never possible to explain it fully because my mind doesn't work in a linear way. And so I just started a YouTube channel, went on Twitter, started to get, um, thought I would get followers, but without wanting followers at the same time. (laughs) I discovered a, through doing that, Every plan that I had went awry. It was Uh like I went on to get the followers, but I found a few people as opposed to the the, the many, which were powerful. And they connected me to a bigger community called Game B, who um, the basic rundown of Game B is it's a point in the future. Game A is what we're running now. It's not working. It's self-terminating. It is capitalism, but it's also everything from our agricultural revolution till now. And Game B is a point in the future that is omni-win, that is a world that works for everyone, anti-rivalrous, and we don't necessarily know how to get there, but we're all trying to get there in our own in our own way. And I have my own path and my own projects in that. And my kid just woke up and is right behind me. So <laughs> are your projects then, is it like, are you working on like actually creating like a, a community, uh, like in, like a physical community that uses like a... I don't know, like a, like a commune or that kind of thing, or are you- There are definitely people who are doing that. Um, okay. I'm seeking community for me to move into more so than for me gotcha. to start one, because I've already been there, done that, and that's a lot of work. Uh, my two projects that are, I've had many that have gone and come and gone is they get crickets and people don't necessarily participate in them, but two of them, solution raising. I don't know if you got invited. We had an anti-MLM solution raising with some of the creators um, in November. But I don't think solution, so. where was it? It was uh, Tiana. I posted in Monica's Facebook page, and then Tiana came on. And I wasn't actually looking for creators. This is part of the introversion part. Tiana yeah. came on and got a bunch of the YouTube creators, and I kind of freaked I must have out. missed that, dude. Was that where did it ha- like? I know, was it on Facebook that the thing happened, or was it? It was on Zoom. I just posted oh, uh, this solution raising on my other channel, solution raising. And gotcha. Amber Ly has a, is a smaller YouTube anti-MLM creator. Yeah. She posted the other one because we broke into two groups. I was with Madison and another person named Haley, who's not a YouTube creator. And um, Isabella, Tiana, and Amber had a, a separate one. It's what spawned Tiana's uh, not-for-profit. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was on the Zoom calls for Tiana's not-for-profit. Well, I've had to miss the last few because I haven't been able to make it to them. But, dude, that uh, yeah, no, I totally missed that. That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> 
We can always have, have another one. Solution raising is by uh, invention. We've tackled climate change, poverty, slavery, and it's a hour-long conversation that generates ideas that we can create with 10,000 people and $100,000. Oh, wow. No, dude, I definitely want to be a part of this. This sounds incredible. <laughs> and then uh, peer coaching is my other, my other baby. Spart partly spurred or partly inspired by the anti-MLM community, but it's how to solution raise our own lives and how to actually improve our health, our relationships, how we spend our time and our access to resources as we develop the community to get to that 10,000. And so we can put in and crowdfund all of the solutions that come out of solution raising and improve our lives. So that is what I am doing, but I'm not a YouTube creator. I don't edit. My videos are all one take, one go. Yeah. And and uh, this is great. I love that you have actual people on your lives. So I was like, oh, a stream yard with other people and not just me talking to myself. That should be that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Dude, your work is super interesting. Once you started talking about it, I was instantly like, yes, I need to know more. Tell us more. Yeah. I definitely want to hear more about that. More and more lately, I've been getting in, in like because I've talked to RK about this, um, my ideal living situation would be in like an urban commune. Um, I don't think I will move to one just because Tyler doesn't want to live like that, but I'm, it's partially the extreme extroversion thing that like, I need to be living in an environment that is completely shared with other people at all times. Having my own home is making me miss being in a college dorm. It's making me miss, um, like, even when I had an apartment with five friends, I had an apartment with, like, ten friends at one point, and even, like, when I, like, go to bed, I would feel lonely because I'm, like, why am I in a bed by myself? Like, I can't be by myself for more than, like, five minutes. Do you watch And I show? love our conversations. Good good Trouble? Good About Trouble? That. No. No? Oh, it's it's a spinoff from the Fosters, and they live in a big... Uh, if anyone else knows what I'm talking about, I won't be able to explain it very well, but it just, I, I was part of a community before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, that, because we weren't living there, but we were participating in the, in the community and participating in the meals. So mm -hmm. when everything got shut down, we were no longer there. They still exist. They still are, are there, mm -hmm. but there's, there's a lot of introverted people that are actually drawn to intentional community and a lot of couples that one person's more introverted and comes and, um, has more of the gregarious part of the group and the other one's more introverted and stays at home, but they, their spouse, their partner gets more of the human interaction they need to thrive. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. There's a few that don't, that it is one of the two is, is there for a reason and the other one hates it. And it seems to help their relationship still. That's interesting. Yeah. I know that for a fact that Tyler would not move into that kind of community with me, but um, that's okay. That's okay. Chewy would. Chewy would. Chewy would do anything. I love being alone. You love being alone? I'm the complete opposite. I find that interesting. I'm the opposite of savvy. Yeah. <laughs> when I have a guest after they're here for like two hours, I'm thinking, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no matter who it is, I love the person. And I'm like, leave. I need my space. That is hilarious because I'm the kind of person who like, I get so excited. Like when a friend will stay on our couch for like a couple nights, I'll be like, why don't you just live here? Stay forever. I kind of want to see how long I could last living with you. Cause like part of me thinks that I could just live with you forever, Sabs. Cause like I'm wondering if we're just like perfect equilibrium. And part of me is wondering 
if I'd last the weekend. And then right? I just Am I just going to be too much? Am I going to be too much to handle when I'm in person? But potentially, I'm kind of a lot. I know I'm too particular when it comes to my space. Like, I, I try not to be particular when it comes to other people's spaces, but when it's my own, I want to make sure it's it's entirely mine. That's understandable. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'm the kind of person who, like, things become a mess and I just don't even notice because I'm focused on other things. Like, Tyler will be like, hey, Sammy, there's mold growing in the sink. And I'll be like, what? Really? Huh. That's weird. And then I'll just continue on doing what I'm doing. And he's like, maybe we should clean the sink. And I'll be like, oh, right now? Oh, okay. So do you think you could live with Tommy Wiseau? Probably. <laughs> I mean, he's super weird. I like weird people a lot. See, when there's a mess in my house, I can't concentrate on anything else until I clean it. If there's a mask, I can't Marie do Kondo week, I can't dude. create. Marie Kondo yeah. week. Marie Kondo week is going to be great for everybody. I'm with you, Cher. I is can feel week? the dishes in my sink. In yeah, my Marie spot. Kondo is going to be next week. I have these, like, imaginary things in my head. Like, I don't feel like it now. What if I don't feel like it tomorrow? What if I don't clean for a month? Oh, my God. It's going to be gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel like I created the chewy eyeshadow look. Let me take a picture of this. Chewy's color palette. Savvy's such an e-girl. But, you know, speaking <laughs> of Tim... Oh, sorry. No, talk about Tim, dude. I'm cool. just being an e-girl over here. Oh, that is yeah, the perfect Yeah, thinking about palette. that reaching out to people, think. When I started my business in 2002, I made these press packets, and I sent them out to everybody, and I didn't get anything from that. But then just meeting people in person, I got a lot of press. I've been in the Globe twice, the Boston Globe, Boston oh, Magazine. Fox Morning News, the New England Show Chronicle, Brookline Tab, Austin Tab, lots of local press. And I didn't do it by reaching out to them like on a piece of paper. I'd try and go where they were or I'd be where they were and I'd see an opportunity and I'd take it. The first time I was in the Globe, it was because I was doing volunteer work and the reporter asked the head of the Austin Village Main Streets, anything interesting happened happening in town? And he's like, she was like, oh, you should write about Cher. So then that was my first thing. And he told me, that reporter told me that I was a really good interviewer because I had so much to say. And he was like, tell me, well, you have to feed questions to and then they still don't give you what they want. He's like, you're just anxious to tell me everything. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I am. So, and then yeah, I'd go like, like I'd go to, yeah. In my work in journalism, I'd go to like where the mayor is speaking. Yeah, um, like mayoral breakfast, and there'd be reporters there, and I'd be like, oh, I'm doing this interesting volunteer health thing. You know, maybe you should cover it. And they'd be like, yeah, that sounds good. Reporters are looking for interesting stories. Absolutely. So if you present yourself as an interesting person, you know, it just sort of comes to you more than reaching out going, hey, I'm a really interesting person. Let me convince you how interesting I am. But if you're talking to someone and they're like, oh, this person's saying all sorts of interesting things I could write about. 
then you're more likely to, you know, make the connection. Yeah, so that's why face to face is better for me. City Hall? And talk about aliens. I should just go to Mayor LaToya's office and be like, Mayor LaToya, we got to talk about aliens coming to New Orleans. Yeah, dude, do it. Why not? <laughs> you'll, be, you'll establish yourself as an interesting person. And while I have you here, let's talk about finance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was the, one of the things yes. in Tim Ferriss's book was he mentioned that, like, he had the whole thing where he was like, here's how I got John Grisham to be my mentor. What I So he talked about, like, how he called he called his office and got the secretary. And what he would do is, you know, and this is kind of the like fake it till you make it thing. He would act as if like he had an appointment, but like just when you say things confidently enough, people just go with it. So he'd be like, hi, this is Tim here for John. Like not being like, not trying to in, uh, ask for permission at all. And then John would be get on the phone and he'd be like, Hi, so I know this is probably going to be weird, uh, but do you have a minute to talk? And he'd be like, uh, uh, not really, but okay. And then he'd be like, cool. So I'm a big fan of your work. And I wanted to know, since I know you're busy, would I be able to reach out to you or email afterwards or something? Then got his email address. Like, basically, Tim's whole methods are just about like, how can I, um, how can I make myself sound credible enough that famous people will just assume that I know what I'm talking about, which is, yeah, you know what? Good for you, Tim. Good for you. Well, you do that in job interviews too. You know, there's a lot of times yeah. I've gone for like boring accounting jobs and I've made myself sound like a freaking genius. Cause I know a little teeny bit about like something. And then I'll be like, Oh, well, I know in government billing, you know, you have to make sure everything's lined up. Right. And, you know, I'd say like something I did, Ooh that was positive within what they needed. So one of the, actually the best thing I learned about looking for a job, I they used to force you in Massachusetts to go to these job things if you were on unemployment. And yeah. one of the best things I learned in one of those meetings was, listen before you talk, because they're gonna tell you who they want. And then you Basically, go yeah. and you say, oh, that problem you mentioned before, I've actually solved a problem like that. So you listen to them and then you yeah. reflect back what they want. I completely but it sounds agree. Like I think Tim doesn't listen. Sounds like Tim, Tim is not listening. Tim does not seem like a great listener. He's one of those people that's very big into like, I didn't listen to what society told me. And it's like, yeah, Tim, you also seem kind of like a dick. <laughs> Wait, I'm yeah. sorry. Can y'all repeat that? I wasn't paying attention. Tim's a dick. That was Tim's a joke. It was a joke. Please don't repeat it. Tim's a dick. That's all you need to know. And I have created the complete chewy makeup look. I am going to uh, I'm gonna take a uh, take my e girl selfies real quick. Savvy's so cute. You know what is the cutest thing about Savvy? Her laugh. She laughs like a little kid. It's so adorable. I'm very easily amused, so that's a thing about me. Like, I find everything hilarious. When Savvy posts this, you I want to You laugh like go... a little kid, though. You laugh like a little kid. I'm, I'm just I a joyful person. Everyone to go to Savvy's pictures when she posts them and <laughs> call her E-Thought. I mean, I am With kind a of... big old like. I am kind of an E-Thought. I get it. It's just an inside joke that will drive up engagement and then you'll go viral because everyone will be like, new e-thought. 
Dude, you should put that as a poll on the Your Morning Guru pages, Savvy and Ethought. Yeah, y'all, y'all should just join the the Your Morning Guru subreddit because I post polls all the time. Let your voice be heard. Talk about how I have better taste in movies than Savvy does. It's a good time. You do. It's true. That's it's so not fun when you agree. Oh, I'm sorry. I should argue with you. Your taste in movie sucks. You don't like holiday, and therefore you That's are canceled. All I want to hear from you, Savvy. Tell, you tell, tell me my movies suck. Your movies taste sucks. Talk Your about taste... Shawshank Redemption now. You tasted. Oh, dude, I can't. I can't diss the Shawshank Redemption. Exactly, because I have good taste in movies. I mean, everybody likes the Shawshank. Uh, yeah, everyone Redemption, likes Shawshank dude. Redemption. That's not a good example. What are your top three movies? Back to the Future. One, two, and three. Okay, those are your top three. One, two, three and guys. three. <laughs> yeah. Do you like one or two more? I like one the best, but I like I like I like a lot of things about two specifically, but uh, number one will always be my favorite. I like two the best. Well, look it's one at of those us. weird trilogies that I like the second movie more than the first. I mean, the the second Back to the Future movie is fantastic. It's probably the best like second movie in a trilogy of all time godfather 2 i actually haven't seen the second godfather movie uh that one's the best that's what i've heard maybe i should probably watch it we should have a a movie marathon with just the second of trilogies that's a great idea that is such a great idea i love that i love that so much I have to go make breakfast for my kid. It was great popping on. If you ever want to do a solution raising on any topic that is interesting to you, I'd be happy to host. Or meaning do the um, the hosting part of the solution raising, even if it's on your channel or mine. Absolutely. And let's let's make that happen. For everyone. Anyone who wants to do a solution raising on any topic that they care about, I am always down to to talk about. Basically anything that fixes our current world. Yeah, so, I'm happy to let's done. do that. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for being here. Awesome. So I have a, I, I have a solution raising idea, a radical form of environmentalism. You break into people's houses and you plant a tree, and then in ten years it just sprouts up out of nowhere, and they're like, "Holy shit, there's a tree in my house." That's a great idea. Yeah, I love it. Kind of like I was playing The Sims the other day, and there was a tree just going through the wall. And I think it was just a glitch, but it was really funny. <laughs> it's like make huh. life a glitch. Make, make life, life a glitch. A glitch. <laughs> um, so I love this. A lot of people in the chat like being alone. Harley says, I'm with Cher. I like being alone. Being around people's fun for a little while, but it's draining. I'm the opposite. Being alone is draining. I take a nap and I wake up like, all right, time to go hang. Um, Kitty also says, I need my alone time. Please get out of my house. <laughs> Amanda, yeah, this is one of the few differences Amanda and I have, absolutely. Yeah, this is, yeah, what Amanda's saying here, this is basically Tim. How can I white man confidence my way into this situation? I guess that's what we all <laughs> just gotta do. We all just read gotta- Read four-hour work week. Read the four-hour work week, and you'll be like, huh, it really was that easy. I just had to exploit people. Um... Okay, interest, we've got a couple interesting comments. So Cher likes my laugh. Amanda says, my laugh is embarrassing. It's this horrendously loud cackle and I have no remorse for the unwanted attention it brings. <laughs> dude, dude, having a, I, I will do like a snort laugh sometimes if I get really into laughing. And I also cry from laughing a lot. I'll laugh so hard I start crying. That's pretty common for me. And also I will snort. 
I Most snort too. My sister is always like, whenever I snort, she's like, snort. <laughs> Mushroom Destroyer says, you ever overstretch your feet and pull a toe out of a socket? Oh, that, yep, no. That, hurts. that, that hurts sounds a lot. That sounds really painful, dude. Ouch. Well, I don't know if it pulled out of the socket, but I know the feeling. Ugh. I that got my really toe caught on a bed frame last year and it almost ripped off. It like cut halfway through. I have I a big scar right under my toe. Ooh. The worst thing I think I've done is I I let I let my toenails grow too long once. I didn't cut them for a it's really already long disgusting. time. It's already disgusting. It's and, already disgusting. Oh, it's gonna get worse. And then I decided I wanted to just do a stretch. I wanted to just oh I was, I'm starting to get nauseous recalling this story. I, I wanted to do a stretch. So I tried to flip my feet over just to stretch my back out. And in the process, my toenail caught on the surface, flipped inside out, and ripped itself most of the way off. The fuck, Savvy? Oh. It was Christ. It was, this was like three years ago. It was the most painful thing I'd ever experienced. I'm getting, no, I'm getting like lightheaded just recalling the feeling right now. It was so bad. It was so bad. And then ever since then, I, that's the thing. I don't remember to do things to take care of myself half the time. And so I was like, I just didn't even think about the fact that I needed to trim my toenails. And until that happened, and now I'm like, well, I learned a valuable lesson. And it only cost you immeasurable pain. Oh, God, it was bad. It was bad. I was like lying in bed feeling like I was going to vomit from how bad the pain was. Why go through labor if you can rip your toenails out? <laughs> okay, does anyone want to get tapped now? Yo, no. does Joseph have worse pain to Especially tell us about? Yes, Joseph, tell yeah, us about I don't your know awful pain. Uh, show on the camera. There's a, oh, there it is. Nice scar I got when I was five years old. I went through a s storm window. Oh, you went through a storm. How so? Tell us the. How did you go through uh, the was, window? Uh, we were a bunch of kids just playing around the screen door, and I was pushing on the glass, and dude, yeah, nineteen sixty-eight was not a good year. That's painful, dude. Every <laughs> it's fun to hear everyone's stories of immeasurable pain. I fell out of a car when I was a little kid and I didn't feel a thing. I was like sliding across the pavement on my chin. I remember the whole oh. thing. And I didn't feel any pain. And then I yeah, got stitches in my out. chin. I remember they put something sticky and smelly all over me and there was like this older doctor trying to like make me laugh or something and I was like who the hell are you? Because I was like a, a nervous little kid. I was like, I just want my daddy. Like some kid came running up with a medical bag and my dad was like, get away from her. We're taking her to the hospital. I remember it all. I was like four or five. Oh but God. mostly I remember, I remember that it's weird that sliding across the pavement on my chin and everything going really fast and just like, where am I? You know, but I didn't feel any pain through the whole thing, like probably until after. Good lord. Sometimes um, that happens. Destroyer just has, Mushroom Destroyer is just hitting us with so many of these stories of pain. I feel bad that you're having to get into so many accidents. Mushroom Destroyer said, I flipped down an embankment after getting hit by a drunk driver. Good lord, that sounds horrible. Ooh. 
and broke her knee from that and then got hit by a car on a bike at 13. Oh, good Lord. I got, I got in a bike accident my freshman year of college where I was walking and the bike was behind me. It was like I was walking through the college campus to get to my job and there was construction going on. So everything was narrow and a bike came up really fast behind me. And I don't always, I'm not good at knowing my surroundings. So I it took me too long to register that I was supposed to move to the side for the bike and it smashed into me and I flew into the pavement and smashed my head on the pavement really hard. And then I had a little, little bump that, that, got like it was bright green and it, like swelled up on my forehead for a while it was really bad so that <laughs> that was my uh that was my big injury in college was getting hit by a bike it wasn't too bad though looking back it was just it was painful at the time but whatever not as painful as being alone right savvy is it not as painful as being alone <laughs> you pooping buddy so Amanda this... has a story. I remember rolling off the sofa and cracking my forehead open on the corner of the table when I was four. I vaguely remember the drive to the hospital, and I remember injecting them in. Oh, dude, that's I, I love. As we're talking, we're all talking about this and sharing this. Brianna hits us with the truth bomb. Everyone here is far more interesting than Tim Ferriss. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like if Tim Ferriss just wrote instead about all of the injuries that he's gotten in his life, I would be more interested than him writing about all the ways that he exploits workers overseas. I'd like to hear about his largest poop ever and why and how. Ew. It's oh. his book. It's his book. That's his largest poop ever. Yeah, the largest poop hours. ever is called the four hour work week. <laughs> the four hour poop. Four hour poop, dude. That's because well, he eats oh, I can top for that. breakfast every day. That's why he has to poop for four hours. Uh, you want to know what gets embarrassing? You're in a, a restroom with all these factory workers. You're going, and someone yells out, Who There's died? There's a shitter. <laughs> he yells out, Who died? I'm like, I think that had to be me. <laughs> <laughs> going to a football game. And seeing one person in a stall that's sitting has to be the most humiliating moment of someone's life. Because everyone is drunk and just wants to pee. And then there's this one shitter who's brave and taking up a stall. I guess that's like, that's some female privilege because we all just have sitting toilets. So no one yeah, can ever Yeah, we can tell. tell when a guy is shitting. Yeah. Before the smell. I remember though the I feel like the most awkward thing was like in middle school going to the bathroom and like having your period and like having to to swap out your period products and like open up a thing and I'm like oh everyone can hear me tearing the wrapper on this and everyone now knows I have my period that would be awkward. But I was also just a very like uh a very forthcoming person so I don't think it really bothered me that much but at the time that was Now like, you're five coming. Now I'm five coming. Fifth now I have a three coming. Life is happening three me. Yeah, you're you're a third. Absolutely. Absolutely. Savvy and her confidence, the rule of three. Good boy, Logan. Logan didn't poop. He didn't poop. Oh no. He peed everywhere. He didn't poop. 
That's how Chewie is on most walks. He's like, I'm just going to pee on every single surface I come across. And it'll be like, Chewie, we've been walking for an hour. You don't have any pee left. And he'll be like, yes, I do. Look. And it'll be like, no. <laughs> and he'll like start kicking the dirt. And I'm like, why are you kicking? You didn't have any pee left. And then he just won't Logan's poop. He'll be way. like, no, I don't feel like pooping. I'd rather go inside and then whine about how I didn't poop. And I'll be like, Chewie, goddamn it. Logan's like, what tree have I not... For, for a beta, he wants to claim his territory everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I can still pee. I can still claim this tree. Look, and he'll lift his leg and nothing comes out. Isn't that right, Logan? I think Sabby, you should hop on the phone. And we can do a uh, we can do a dog walk stream. Or now, like Vip Home Paul podcast. Should I try that right now? Is that a thing I should do? Well, should I go walk? Because I was originally like, once the stream's over, I'll go walk Chewy while I listen to Marie Kondo's book. But I can also try to walk Chewy... And say on my phone on the stream. Should I do that? Chat, let us That'd know. Be let, us, let us know if you want me to do that. It might disrupt the flow, but I'll I'll, I'll just trust RK to keep it moving. Fuck no. No. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I don't have any cool stories about ripping toenails out and getting periods. Well, you have. What am I going to talk about? You have cool stories about something, bud. You're an interesting person. Uh, Logan, what should I talk about? Toenail fungus. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I, here's I, the thing. If I go get ready to walk Chewy on the stream, I'm sure you could just ask Joseph and Cher a bunch of questions, and they they are very open books about sharing things, just like me. So, Joe, how old were you when you had your first period? Uh, do, 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 do. uh I was married at 32, so yeah. <laughs> that feels late. <laughs> Um, that feels like an important number. Thirty-two. Yeah. All right, y'all. You know what? I will walk Chewy on this stream. I'll be right back. Safskill's gonna walk Chewy. I'm gonna walk Joseph, Chewy. We'll, your... we'll walk through Chicago together. This will be fun. What's I'll your right life back. ambition? Oh. And share same question. What are your greatest life ambitions? Um, that, you know, Joseph and I have, are kind of like a lot older than you. So I don't know, like, I just want to paint and, um, I'm half retired now. So I just want to stay half retired and Congratulations. Maybe, move, maybe move to the North shore of Massachusetts in a woodsy place. Maybe. Why but I that? like it here in the city. Like, I'm like it. I like Boston. So why would you want to move into a woodsy area? Well, I'm thinking like when I'm 70, 80, I'm slowing down. Ooh. I might want to like uh, move into like a bigger place and like look at trees and squirrels jumping around all day. Do you like tree trees and squirrels? I love trees. I love squirrels. I love birds. I love every kind of animal, every flower. I'm a nature girl. So why'd you end up in Boston then? Because Boston is like a really good place. My people are here. It's a creative city. I went, well, first of all, I grew up on the North Shore of Mass. I went to college in Boston. I... Um, then, you know, got to know the city. Uh, it's like there's a lot of, like, you know, I could walk out my door and be at a party, be at an art gallery. 
I walk out my door and choose from like 50 different kinds of ethnic foods. It's awesome. I love Sydney. And would you miss that if you lived in the forest? Well, I probably once in a while drive back to the city. Cause I'm not trying to go too far. But I, there's art crowds um, in different places like Lowell, Massachusetts, where Jack Kerouac was born. I'm thinking of that. If I sold my place in the city, I could get a huge art loft in Lowell. But um, I'd have to start making the connections there. But that's something I could do while I'm still here. I could like Say make hello, connections. Chewy. Chewy! Chewy and I are on a walk now. <laughs> Look at this live stream walk. Live stream walk through Chicago. We're we, walking we through talking Chicago. About, we're talking about our hopes and dreams for old age for Joseph and I. Oh, I love well, it. Wait, hold up. There he is, buddy. Joseph, Hello. tell us, though. Joseph, what are you going to do? Uh, Probably work until the day I drop. Do you have that Same. plan out? <laughs> no. Uh, during the last recession, my 401k kind of disappeared, we'll just say. Oh, no. Okay. That's, I'm so Had sorry a, to hear that. Well, medical insurance wasn't cheap, but. Yeah. So uh, I'm rebuilding that, but I still figure I'll be working until I'm at least 70. So. And then after that. Hey, Chewie, let's say hi to everybody alive. again. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, no. so cute. oh that reminds me, I got a book for my niece's uh, birthday. Oh, so exciting! How far do you live near all your family? Uh, me or her? You, Joe. Me. Uh. Pretty close. Try to I avoid found... my brothers as much as possible, but uh, I'm another I, I was... quiet person. I don't want to interact with anyone. I, I, I get that because I was going to say, I remember I have so many memories of being with family growing up. And it's the same thing with friendships. It's uh, you take making friends for granted in school when you're younger. And all the way through school. Oh, um, yes. And then it's one of the more bizarre interactions when you're out of school and, and working a, a professional life of ma making friends. Um, that's, one of the, that's one of the bizarre transitions to adulthood uh, of, um, of having to make friends for something beyond spending seven to eight hours a day together. Um, and then it's the same thing with family. I find that as, as I grew older, uh, spending less and less time with family because it no longer became a familial obligation. It was it was something that you had to make time for. And it, it, it's it's weird to see where your priorities end up falling as you uh, as you age. Yeah, because it's like, OK, I'll probably call them on Easter and say hi. And that's about it. Mm, so I'm able to make friends that, easier as an adult. Really? That's interesting. Why is that? I make friends like when I teach classes, some of my students just become my friends. I go to like all kinds of arts. I just make friends with everybody. You do I go seem places social. alone. 
I, I like have no problem going places alone because if I went with somebody, would separate anyway and start meeting new people. That's why you go out, not to hang with a, like one person, to meet new people. That's what a party's for. <laughs> you sound pretty extroverted. Yeah. I yeah, am. Like me, Cher. <laughs> yeah, except I'm yeah. cleaner and I love to be alone. <laughs> yeah, complete opposite in that in that case. <laughs> yeah, I think to, as an adult, I've made friends on the internet along here. I, I never really made internet friends as a kid. Well, mainly because the internet wasn't as big when I was a kid as it is now. When I was a kid, I used to make BBS friends, bulletin board system friends, like in the, like, I think I got my TRS-80 in 1978, nope. and I'd get on nope. bulletin boards. Nope. And actually, I'm still friends with one of those bulletin board guys. Oh, that's fun. I never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, walk us through it. What exactly is a bulletin board friend? Oh, well, are you guys familiar with the term BBS, bulletin board system? Not even a no, little. No, I never heard of okay. that before. So before the internet, if you had a computer and not, most people didn't have have computers in, you know, the 70s and 80s. I got one for my bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. Um, everyone else got 10-speed bikes. I got the computer. So, um then there'd be these sysops, system operators. So they'd have this software where people could go in. And at first, it was just like you could chat with the system operator. And you'd have to call on a, on a landline and, and sync up a, like, tape recorder software. And it would sometimes take hours to get online. So once you got online, I'd be chatting with that sysop all night and, and the phone would be busy for someone else. But then you get from there, it gives you more and more numbers to call. And eventually there was this board Argus where more than one people could go on at a time. I and probably the first and first person to ever get a bulletin board system job, because once I got a job from Argus, because someone's accountant was leave no, the accountant up was was getting a promotion, and they needed someone to fill his spot before he could do his promotion, and they sent a car for me and took me out to lunch for an interview and hired me off of a freaking BBS system. So That's when awesome. I was a kid, I, never heard of I was way up on technology. Now that I'm 55, I'm like, how do I use this phone? You know, <laughs> but when I was a kid, like we'd go to parties and have people like would meet up at the beach and it's like, oh, I'm Cutter 69. Oh, I'd be like, oh, I'm Cher. <laughs> I just always used... Actually, I used to be called Cheryl back in the day. And because of the bulletin board systems, I went by Cher Marcel. And then at some point, it just took. Someone I met up from with the past started calling me Cher. And I liked it. So then everybody did. I started I introducing myself as Cher. Fascinating that you got uh, hired off of the system or got a job off of the system because it is demonstrating that at any uh, time, 
uh, early adapters of new technology are given that advantage. And it does show us that we need to always be aware of the new technology coming out if we are trying to remain competitive in the open markets. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really fun. And before that, I mean, I think the way we met people was the CB radio. My sister had a CB radio and would meet kids from other towns on the CB radio. Joseph, did you have a CB radio? Uh, I didn't, but uh, my dad did because we went to Pennsylvania all the time. I'm in Detroit. His family my family was down there so we definitely know about the cb radio mm -hmm. yeah you young kids don't know how it was rough it in in the early forest <laughs> technology i bet you they don't even know what a rotary phone is oh no of course we do. rotary phone is i don't have one though my family had one when I was growing up because my parents did not want to adapt to new technology. I remember when we got a cordless telephone. Joseph you know, and I, I remember when answering machines first happened and everyone hated them because they didn't want to leave a message. They were like oh, afraid no to leave a Oh, God, no one And that's when to. people started scanning their phone calls, too. Like, instead of going, oh, this is my boyfriend I'm going to pick up, or this is Jenny I'm going to pick up. It's like, oh, Hal's calling. I'm not answering. <laughs> yeah, that's when people started oh, scanning their phone calls. I think it's funny how nowadays most people who get any kind of phone call, it's like, oh, this is going to be spam. This is going to be an ad. <laughs> Like, regardless, mm -hmm. like, most phone calls, other than, like, if I get calls for, like, work or, like, to do an interview with someone for a magazine article, although I even do most of those on Zoom now, so it's kind of like, yeah, pretty much all phone calls, I'm like, I'm not answering this. I know, I yeah, unless you're expecting phone. one. Yes, and I, uh, there's some people in my life that aren't on technology, they don't even have a cell phone, my friend Linda, if I want to contact her, I have to pick up the phone and call. I'm like, damn, yeah, I wish you had I, a cell phone, Linda. I kind of miss those days. I miss, like, when I was in middle school, it was a lot of, like, I would call my friends on the phone and lay in bed all night and talk to my friends on the phone, and it was great. But then suddenly when I was in high school, everyone started texting, and I didn't want to pay for that. And nobody wanted to talk on the phone anymore because everyone wanted to text. And I was just like, no, I miss getting to talk to you. You should have wrote them letters. Yeah, I loved passing notes in class. And then people stopped passing notes in class because everyone was just texting. It made me sad. I was that kid. It took me forever to adapt to technology. Dude, passing notes took skill, though, too. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the, the, the patience required to pass a note. Uh, is, is a life skill that, that has paid off. What I will say, though, is that I, do st I still have notes that I passed to Tyler when we were high school freshmen, and we were just starting to date. So we still have those now, which is cute as hell. What, 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 what? Okay, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is like a private intimate moment between you two when you just first started your courtship, but any, any details you can share? Um, hold on. Let me get back to my office. I'll be I'll be back on in a second and then sure. Was second. it like, hey, baby, and <laughs> got like filled up with those warm, fuzzy feelings and vibes? I'm that, still that, on Joe cool. Rogan week. If, yeah, I'm still on Joe Rogan week here. I'm a little slow. Back a cigar. Look at that lighter. 
Dude, every week is Joe Rogan week. <laughs> you just gotta believe. Uh, I do miss smoking, but uh, that was probably if I would have had smoking when I had COVID, it would have been I would probably have been in the hospital. So. All right, y'all. I'm back. The notes I passed to Tyler in class were mostly like, you know, he and I are pretty weird. We've always been pretty weird. So our flirting was not very standard. It was mostly us like drawing weird little comics of like bottles of barbecue sauce and making them talk to each other and things like that. You our flirted through uh, condiments? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes ranch dressing. Um, and we draw, we just draw weird little things. We draw pictures of little dogs and stuff or like, do weird references to things we were just always kind of like the kind of person i am now i think my like quirkiness level was even way higher when i was in high school you would i was tyler loves you oh definitely yeah yeah i like that we still have the notes too because i was able to to use some of them to incorporate into our my proposal to him when we were when i proposed to get married yeah Oh, you proposed to him? Awesome. Yeah. Aww, yeah, on Back to the Future Day. And what did he say? I mean, I know he said yes, he said but yes. how did he say it? He was like, no. He, was just like, he yeah. said, fuck off. He said, fuck okay. off. I don't like you. <laughs> he was like, okay, let's do it. Well, I know. I planned it. It was an elaborate thing, so I feel like if he'd said anything other than, like, yes, it would have been very awkward. <laughs> he said, Maybe. We may, no, he just basically said yes, and then we watched Back to the Future. Was it a yes or was it a sure? It was the word was yes. Because I feel like sure is a wonderful proposal response. You yeah, want to get married? Right. Sure. Yeah, why not? I feel like that, that, that's a marriage that really lasts. How about this one? Why not? why not? Why not? Why not? Sure. Like, why not? And you want to know my reasoning? It's because. Those are things people say when you ask if you want to get a tattoo. And tattoos are, in some cases, more permanent than marriage. So, if you say you want to get a tattoo and you say, sure, I want you to say the same thing if I'm proposing to you. <laughs> That's my requirement. To I be want fair, to know I'm what pretty consistent. Say. If someone asks me if I want to get a tattoo, I'm usually like, yes. Yes, and I want to know what the person I'm proposing to says in response to getting a tattoo and i want that to be the response to a marriage proposal. well then before you propose you I'd better make no, sure that um, you have yeah. uh you have asked about tattoos as well so that you have a comparison yeah if they're like sure why not i want my marriage proposal to be sure why not if they say absolutely i want my marriage proposal to be absolutely if they say meh i want my marriage i want my marriage proposal to be meh I like this, uh, a lot of people talking about their technology. What Amanda says is once again relatable. My dad didn't want to get me a cell phone for a while in high school, so he got me my own landline. I didn't have my own landline, but it took me a while to get a cell phone. I didn't start texting until partway through college. I didn't, and like, yeah, so, and then I had like the limited texts per month. I just feel so jealous of today's teenagers out here on TikTok having all their social media. I'm jealous. I mean, part of me I'm is not because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it would be so easy. Family. It would be so easy to get canceled just because, like, as a teenager, I said all these stupid things and I acted like an idiot. So, like, as every teenager does. So, I'm glad that it's not documented on the internet. If you had to be stuck for one age forever, would you have picked a teenager? I would pick 19. 
Oof. I think I'd pick no. 29. I think I think my age at this point in time is like my favorite. But maybe next year I'll in say terms 30. of like age, or, like in terms of like where I am in my life right now, this is my favorite. But in terms of like how far my body had aged and like how what my body was like and all of that uh 19 definitely i had a fantastic body at 19 i was i had high energy i was never tired at all i could just go all the time at 19 was like physically was yeah, as opposed to right now where you can only go to like 3 a.m no no dude i'm i i mean i fall asleep in the middle of the day and then i'm still tired i'm tired all the time and it's rough because i work so much which could contribute to the tiredness Yeah, nineteen. You didn't have to stress about work. I did though. As I mean, much. at nineteen, I, I was, uh, I was, I was still pretty busy at nineteen. You didn't own a business though. Like, I didn't I, own my, a my, business. That's true. I didn't own a business. My job at nineteen was like ski instructor. You were a ski instructor. Yeah, water by summer and win- and snow by winter. That's so interesting, dude. I've never skied on the water or the snow. Two resorts. I'm learning. I was where Joe was in a factory. (laughs) I was a receptionist for an audiology clinic for people who needed hearing aids. That was my job at 19. I also worked at Joanne's Fabrics. Those were my two jobs Mm. at 19. I also was the guy who like got kayaks off racks for people. Logan. 19, let's see, I was screwing up in college. I thought you were just going to say you were screwing. Like, I thought you were... Uh, I was, uh, I was screwing Betty across the street. She was great. Veronica, uh, Veronica was, was Linda, but, uh, I was screwing oof, Linda. <laughs> let's see, I was screwing up at college. Uh, uh, worked During the summer, I worked on a meat delivery truck in Detroit. That was interesting. Hmm. Back in 1982. Yeah, if I could go back into my body from 19, like this was what, like what Mushroom Destroyer say, I'd like to not have the pain of my 32-year-old body. Yeah, if I could go back to my body at 19, that would be ideal. Uh, just wait till you're 57. I'm not excited for that. My body's been getting worse year after year. I can't imagine how bad it's going to be at that point. Uh, let's just see. I left the... This- uh, your show yesterday to go to my pain specialist. I have the opposite problem of you, Savvy. My back is too straight. I have no curve whatsoever. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard of that. The spine yeah. could be too straight. Yeah. It uh, pinches the, uh, the nerves at L7 or L5, and uh, that I can't sleep too long. Otherwise, my legs start cramping up, and uh, that's not fun. Do not want to wake up with two Charlie horses. Yeah. And cortisone injections don't really help, but that's all they can do for me. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. I hear that, yeah, like, I know a lot of people who go through chronic pain and stuff, and it doesn't sound, it sounds really hard. Yeah, let's put it this way. When I'm on my feet for 10 to 12 hours a day, it's a lot better than when I'm actually sitting or laying for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. wow. Restless leg syndrome? Uh, that's what it's. it can be called, that too. Oh, I've heard about that, yeah. 
You know, um, I've made like this magnesium lotion that really helps my legs at night. It's like you just make Epsom salt and you sort of um, melt that and mix it in the lotion. And the magnesium sometimes helps. There's oh, different did. essential oils that could help too, but like that's just the most recent thing I've done. And I rub it all over my feet and my legs and my hips and my butt. I don't have the pains at night. Well, also, like massage before bed helps a lot. Like I'll take these hard lacrosse balls and I'll just go up and down all the muscles of my legs with them. And that helps oh, a lot too. Yeah. Huh. All right. I mean, interesting discussion. Injuries, injuries and pain and um, the worst things we've ever felt, which is a great wrap up to the pain of Tim Ferriss's boring ass. Oh, we yeah. forgot something. We also found out that uh, Joe was uh, screwing Betty and Linda. Dude. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe is getting it. Yeah. Good for Joe. Uh, oh, yes, so, I miss Linda, the girl. You know, the you know what they say about straight spines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got your next merch uh, opportunity there. Let's see, I've given you onions. Don't onions <laughs> don't care about your feelings. That's my favorite one when I'm cutting onions and they make me cry. And Ben Shapiro makes me cry by being a dick. Onions <laughs> and Ben Shapiro, they both don't care about my feelings. Yes. <laughs> Straight definitely the horny for capitalism. Horny for capitalism. I'm going to make that into a hat later today. Yeah, that's going to be our Friday drop. That'll be our Friday drop. That should be an underwear thing. Horny for capitalism. Horny for capitalism. Oh, God. Let's sell it to Fruit of Loom or whatever. Is it Fruit of Loom? Is that the underwear? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Fruit of the Loom. Logan, we're going to sell it to Fruit of the Loom, and you're going to get some horny for capitalism doggy bags. That's so cute! Put Woo! Logan in the underwear! Oh no, poor dog. Logan, Logan doesn't care about capitalism! That's what you're Dogs there for, Dogs don't care about okay? capitalism, and onions don't care about your feelings. That's what Logan's we've learned basically courage the cowardly dog, as long as I promise to protect him from the evil spirits of the sky that he sees everywhere he's happy with any clothes he's wearing what a good boy he used to have a buffalo bills hoodie but the bills always lost when he wore it so i threw it out <laughs> I didn't actually... uh the buffalo bills were owned by a guy from detroit for how many years and you know about the detroit lions they haven't won anything since 57 so yeah, ralph wilson rest in peace i mean he was a shitty owner but he donated a lot of money to good causes oh yeah he did that's true and he but, kept the bills in Buffalo when he had like very lucrative offers to move them. Oh yeah, even as much as I don't care for the Fords and the way they've ran the Lions, they have kept the kept it in the Detroit area. So, and even though the Raiders are no longer in Oakland, Ralph Wilson did give Al Davis money to keep them in Oakland along, and I think back in the '60s, yeah, because he saw that it was a necessary market. So, he's an interesting man, that Ralph Wilson. Um, RK, quick question. What are we... What no! Are we, okay, I won't ask okay, you yeah, anything. Ask, no, 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 ask, ask the question. I'm <laughs> what, what are we taking forward from Tim Ferriss week? What are we, what are, what did we learn that we're gonna, we're gonna take forward into next week? Oh, uh, aim above your weight class. Aim above your weight class. 
reach out re- reach, reach out, out to, to famous people. people that's i honestly think that's the best the best thing from him i'm not gonna eat chili for breakfast next week and start I, drama with people that are bigger than you. That's the H3H3 H3 way. Yeah, dude, we should start some drama with that's why I was telling you we should make a diss track for PewDiePie, but I don't I think it's it the opportunity's passed. PewDiePie's morning also, routine video happened a while ago now. I also think you can aim too mm-hmm. big. <laughs> that's true. We'll start beef with someone moderately bigger than us. Let's do H3H3. H3. He's let's, much bigger than us, but he's not he's yeah, not as big as PewDiePie. Let's start beef with H3H3. H3. We'll figure out something to start beef. Oh, with your before. wife's cooler than you. Fuck I mean, you. I think he knows that. <laughs> 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 All right, but what we'll take into next week is we are going to continue to reach out to famous people and try to get in contact with them because, you know, that's what Tim says we should do. Um, but we're not doing anything else that Tim does because it's stupid. Oh, you got to get a personal assistant from India, though. Yeah, I got I got to pay someone well below minimum wage to do... You still talk to Betty or Linda? <laughs> we have a job opportunity um yeah so okay that's what we'll do next week we're going to continue to try to get famous guests on this show by uh asking them philosophical questions and seeing if that leads anywhere um and we will start marie Kondo week on monday where we are going to be saying hi to everything in our house organizing okay, excuse asking me, if i gotta are... take off have a good okay. weekend everyone absolutely take care, Joe. yeah we're about to wrap up so um we will see y'all next week we'll see, uh, actually no sorry i will see you all in one hour on my and main we'll channel see you saturday night we'll see you all a couple yeah, times first. and then we'll see you sun and we'll see you saturday day because we're doing we're cancel on saturday every day you don't have to miss us at all so See you guys in one hour for this me dissecting the Jordan Peterson, Kathy Newman debate on my main channel on Savvy Rights Books. So check that out. Um, Saturday night on Twitch, we will be playing The Sims on my Twitch account, Savvy Rights Books, which same name as my YouTube channel. So we will be playing The Sims on Twitch and streaming that on Saturday night. And then back on this channel on Sunday morning at 11 to... Are we, are write- we, doing, that, are, are we doing that Saturday this week? I thought we were moving it to Saturday. We're going to move the Sean Boston stream to Saturday? Saturday at 11. Do you want to do it Sunday again? Oh, I don't care. We'll figure it out. Okay, either yeah. way, we'll y'all. We'll talk to you. Bye. Either way, we'll let you know where we're going to be, but you don't have to miss us at all. We're going to be here. But I'll see you guys in 77 minutes on my main channel for the premiere. In the meantime, don't forget to support small businesses. Thanks for doing another week in the life with us, and we will see you soon. Bye, friends.